Hi, this is Patti Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance? Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports. No more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with goldstar.com. Goldstar is in 26 cities around the country. So go to goldstar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's a and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be A-OK. everyone. New episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday, and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today. A few years back, she was at a crossroads wondering if she wanted to continue pursuing a career in musical theater. 
And around that time, she was at a wedding, and she bumped into a husband and wife dynamic duo, musical theater legends, and they said to her, we would love to work with you. Well, during this episode, we talk a lot about what that project turned out to be and more. I am so thrilled to welcome Patty Murin to the podcast. A-OK. everyone, my guest today is Patty Murin, who is currently starring as Princess Anna in the Broadway production of the musical Frozen. Patty made her Broadway debut in the musical Xanadu. She's also starred on Broadway in Lysistrata Jones and did the national tour of Wicked as Galinda. On TV, she plays Dr. Nina Shore on the series Chicago Med. She also appeared in Royal Pains and On All My Children, which is really why we're here today. She lives in New York City, and she's an avid fan of the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise and is an advocate for an animal rescue organization called Muddy Paws, which makes me so very happy and grateful to her. So I'm thrilled to welcome Patty Muir into the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) This is so thrilling. I know our paths have crossed in different ways Mm -hmm. over the years, but to have this kind of intimate time with you is almost more than I can bear, (laughs) but I shall bear it (laughs) as I must. I just want to start with the fact that on your day off, today is a Monday when we are recording this, and the fact that you are here with the eight show a week schedule that you have is um, really something I'm grateful for and my listeners will be grateful for. Oh my goodness, of course. My pleasure. So I want to just say that if you don't get a chance to see Patty in Frozen on Broadway in person, YouTube and Google, there are ways to kind of find at least snippets Mm -hmm. of her unbelievably gorgeous singular performance as this character. Um, You've managed to humanize an animated character in ways that I never could have imagined. Thank Um, you. The only little known fact I want to share about my experience before we get into your entire life story is (laughs) I was sweating bullets because I accidentally snuck a bottle of water into the theater. (laughs) Someone near me (gasps) snuck a baby. Oh, oh yeah. I think a lot of things are. I swear there's days that I'm like, it smells like someone brought fried chicken in here. Just full on sandwiches. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, that's a little... Baby. Oh, you're a good person. Yeah. So the fact that for me it was just a water, yeah. I suddenly was like, I'm actually Mother Teresa. Yes. Compared to yep. the kinds water of things. Water is quieter than babies. <laughs> exactly. Generally. Yes. And cheaper yes. in the end. But that was pretty wild to me because yeah. that baby at certain points was crying like as loud as a baby would cry. And I looked at the stage and you guys were completely... In the zone, doing your show, like there wasn't a crying baby. Right. Or fried chicken. Yep, or fried. The fried chicken is welcome. But, you know, sometimes when I'm like, you know, there's that scene with Elsa where I'm like, what is that amazing smell? There are times that I'm like, oh, it's chicken. It's literally chicken. (laughs) There's chicken here. (laughs) And you should do that thing like, I'm just going to stop, not because anyone's cell phones are lit up, which they all are. Right. But because I just want one bite of that chicken. Just want that chicken. Yep. (laughs) I don't care if your child's screaming. I want the chicken. <laughs> we did a play where literally someone had set up on the lip of the stage. It was a matinee and a Wednesday. So that tells you a little bit about uh-huh. sort of the mm-hmm. level of maybe they were all, you know, part of audience extras. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But this older gentleman had set up his entire lunch. Like he put out a little oh. towel and had set his picnic up on the lip of the stage. Oh, my. And an usher came down. He was like, you know what? I, I think it would be great. We'll 
put all your food in a basket and we'll take it out into the lobby and then you can have it after the show. And he's like, there's no intermission. And the guy's like, no. He's like, can't wait that long. And oh. he left. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, my. Yeah. I tend to like to eat before I go to the theater. He liked it before. In he general. Liked so when did you realize that there is this thing that was a burning passion inside of you to be a part of Broadway? Um, you know, I grew up a little bit north of New York City, so near uh, near Poughkeepsie. Okay. My parents are huge, huge musical theater fans. Not performers at all, not even a little bit, just just fans. So you're growing up with cast recordings so grew, oh, yes. in the home. I, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Cats, I mean truly anything, you know, anything that, that Godspell, it was all it was all, that's that was like the soundtrack of my childhood. Why I mean, did they love it? Like, how did they find it? Honestly, I do not know. Honestly, I don't know. Let's call them. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, now I have to talk to my parents and figure it out. We're going to work this out. Um, My dad really, really um, grew up loving theater. And and his mother, my grandmother, um, she would, as we were getting, you know, older, as children, she would take her grandkids into the city to like go to the TKTS line and like pick out a, a show to go see wow. for your birthday. Yeah. So probably came down from that. And my mom just loves music, and you know she just she just really she likes the musical. Do you have siblings? Yes, three, three, two older, one younger. And does everybody sing? No. Okay. I'm literally the only person. And her voice. You I mean, literally, I'm like, who? Where do I come from? Where yeah. do you come from? Like, Mom, who is my real we dad? We are going to find that out today. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is your real dad? I don't know. But it's someone with curly hair because I'm the only one in my family that has really curly hair. And a great voice. And a, and I can sing. I do have a cousin who has an amazing voice as well. We were into high school. We were in high school at the same time. And she seemed to have that sort of, like, general gift of musicality. So... I, at least with her, I'm like, okay, there's something. There's something. Maybe she's your sister, and you have the same father, and it's neither of your fathers. That's really crazy because she actually has really curly hair. <laughs> All right, we're going there. We're going there. So do you discover early on that you have this, you probably didn't think of it as a gift as a very right, little girl, yeah. but this thing that you love that you happen to seem to be really good at? Yeah, you know, I just sort of decided I could sing. I think, I don't really remember like, you know. Well, you were right. But I, I thank God. Oh yeah. my goodness, my poor parents, if I wasn't, they would have had to break it to me very gently. Well, there are a lot of parents in the world dealing with that yeah. as we speak. Yeah, and it was the thing where I was it was, I was at summer camp and I was, I was going to sing in a talent show and my dad was like, I didn't know this until after the fact, but he was nervous because he didn't know if I could sing. He was right. like, she's going to get up there and sing. And Oof. and then when I sang, he was like, oh, okay. I also played the clarinet. I started playing in fifth grade. And I continued all throughout high school. Um, so I I did have like a musical, you know, I had a Good musical ear. ear. Yes. And that's what I think. And actually, breath. Yep. I think that's why I sight read so well now because I, can, I just know that I, that's like yeah. my language. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to think that that, helped a bit and because the fact is that you know if you I was never one of the kids like I always belt everyone's like how do you know how to belt and I was like because I would just shout every song right I That's didn't just start singing with in soprano my right. yeah exactly oh my goodness I didn't learn how to sing soprano until I did wicked and you did yeah I I um and this is debatable but when I did you're a good man Charlie Brown was the only musical I ever did mm-hmm. like that was a weird one-off in my life. And the fact that I even got to do that is so crazy and amazing. But I sort of realized, having no musical training or talent, (laughs) I like mimicked opera singers and in sort of like 
making fun mm-hmm. of how opera singers sang yep. or like pretending I was an opera singer, my vocal coach was like, oh, we have something to work with here. Like you don't have a language for what you're doing. Right. But you actually have a, a facility yeah. for it. And so now I can build it for you and show yep. you how to do that. But yeah. it is so much. I feel like Andrew Reynolds was on the show and he was like, I learned what I could do by listening to Christine Ebersole. Okay. And pretending I was her. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, I would just, good. I would just belt out like the narrator in Joseph, you know, like Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean, I also was All religious growing texts. up while like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Les Mis was up and I was like, I don't want to be Cosette. I want to be Epony and I want to yell stuff and like, you know, like be the, I was, I never gravitated to that. And we did, you know, we did kind of grow up on classic musicals, but honestly, it was sort of always what was the current that yeah. I was always listening to. Well, you were also coming in and then you could buy the... Yeah. What Were you holding albums in your hand or CDs in your hand? That would have been uh, cassette tapes. Cassettes. Cassettes. And then it turned to uh, CDs probably, probably not too much long after, yeah. Because Rent was a double CD for me. And Into the Woods, when I saw it, they showed us a PBS version of Into the Woods. At school? In eighth grade. Uh-huh. Eighth grade music class. Oh, my God. Pretty sure I was the only kid that was like, this is amazing. Everyone else was like, what the heck are we doing right now? They're yeah. all doodling like, I love. I yeah. remember going to the, the the music store. What do we call them? Music store? The, mm-hmm. the store. And getting. <laughs> that has music. That has the music things in it. The CD store. <laughs> the record store. Yeah. And getting the the Into the Woods cast recording and because it, it came in huge well it came in what it looked like it was two cds it was only one cd but because the booklet was so big so with all big. the words yeah. i memorized every single word of that show well go ahead go do it no what <laughs> it is monday <laughs> no. i won't make her but you could and i bet to this very yeah. moment you could sing every single yeah. word of that, that one, entire show that one was a big um secret garden was massive massive and i also think going and watching daisy egan who is only a little bit older than me you know, it was like, oh, there's kids that do this and whatnot. Right. Um, and that was that was a big one. That was the first show that, that I saw twice. That was Did you go to the reunion concert of no, that? If you, oh, that was just like my head exploded. Yeah. It's just unreal. It's I that's another one that if you put on a song from it, my mouth would start moving and I'd be singing it and I'd be like, I did not know I still know this. <laughs> yeah. And that's and now we're in the St. James Theater, which is where the Secret Garden was. Right. So to me it's like this is super full circle. And yes. the Secret Garden was my senior year of high school show and Hold On was the song that I used to get into college. (laughs) At Syracuse. Yeah. Wow. So did you um, start training at any point like before college or were you just singing and loving it? Just singing and loving it. I did a little bit of training like when it was time to start auditioning for colleges but that was mainly to like get a monologue and I remember (laughs) I ended up with a monologue because like this monologue is just so it's so ridiculous but you're asking these like 17 year old kids to like go out and like get a monologue and you're right. like okay so I ended up with one that was about roadkill or something that like now that I'm older I'm like oh that's oh seascape with sharks and dancer yeah oh. which is a great play and but you're like this is a metaphor but when I was 17 I was like I have no idea what I was saying I had no idea my mom was like what are you talking about I was like I roadkill but I'm just very bad I'm just gonna make some faces yeah okay yeah. Well, you got in. I did get in, yes. And is goodness. that a musical theater program? Yes. that They have both. They have drama and musical theater, but Wait. I was musical theater. Jeremy Jordan was <clears throat> just here. Did he go to Syracuse or Ithaca? Ithaca. Okay. Yes. Is that? Are they anywhere near each other? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're about, I'm going to say, like an hour away from each other. Yeah. They're all up in that middle area of New York okay. State that no one talks about. <laughs> I am geographically challenged, and my husband will be like, that's, that's 
that's another continent. <laughs> I thought I lived on the west side of the Hudson River until I went to college and met someone who actually lived on the west side of the river. You're like, oh, I could I could visit the um, Roosevelt Estate. What is it called? Hyde Park. I, like I I'm literally. Like, Which side of the river is Hyde? No, Park I thought on? that was. Yeah. Well, I was like, is I was like. It, no, Kingston's over on the east side. Totally. Like, absolutely not. They were like, why do you think you Maybe cross they're a wrong. bridge when Maybe you go? Maybe they're wrong. What makes yeah. them so right? It's not a, It's not something I'm proud of, but not something I'm terribly ashamed of either. That's right. But you can sing and you're very pretty. Thank you. So at the end of the day. There it is. And I won. like dogs. You like dogs. <laughs> yes. Muddy paws. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a dog. I almost brought her today and I was going <gasps> to be like, you bring your dog. And then I thought, but we wouldn't get anything done. Oh my God. I would, you literally just have me here and be like, Patty, and I'd be like, what are you doing? You little peanut head, you little buddy. Is, yeah. that, your, is that the voice you One use billion percent. Dog? It's so gross. It's so gross. It's like how high and tiny can I make my voice? <laughs> Mine's like, I'm hungry. Oh, that's cute. Sometimes I end up starting sounding like Marcel the shell with shoes on. Yes, you know yeah. that? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, little guys, let's go do the thing. And I'm and like, <laughs> like, big. Yeah. It's hard to sit on it. Yes. Yeah. I know. By the way, that is one of the most genius. If you don't know what we're talking about, oh my goodness. just stop listening to us. Yeah. We're not that important. Go Marcel the shell with shoes on. That's all we have to say. You will never be the same. So... <laughs> Somewhere inside this young woman who got to do it in high school mm-hmm. and could belt out all religious um, icons in any musical about religious people. Uh, seriously, we did Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar in high school. As I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I obviously played Simon Peter, which was actually Simon Zealots and Peter merged into one. <laughs> so I could get more solos. That's just how they did it there. And you know what? That's fair. They oh, could have said No. You pitched it. They said yes. That's on them. There it is. And all those. How about like when you're in a school play like that and they have one person playing all these parts. Yeah. And then like the 20 kids who didn't even get into the show. Yeah. And they're watching going, wait, she's doing that one too? Yeah. Okay. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, kids. Sorry about it. It's an ugly, ugly, vicious. Should learn rejection early. (laughs) When you went to college, were you like, I'm going to college to be a musical theater major and then I'm going to start my life professionally? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And because I grew up so close to the city, moving there after college was so easy because. A lot of my my friends from college were coming from Wisconsin and San Francisco, and it's an actual uproot. Those are American cities. Those are American cities. I know where those are. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) Even Wisconsin? There's no test. (laughs) Yes, my husband's from Wisconsin, so I'm totally So you're good with that one. Good with that one. Um, they, so like, you know, my parents helped me move in. I moved in with a friend. I had a job because I had had been, I was temping at AIG, the, yes, the insurance corporation downtown. That is so sexy. Was it? Is it? (laughs) That's a great job. I, you know, it actually, I was, I love office supplies and I love like secretarial stuff. So, like, to be honest, it, it kind of like checked all my boxes. So, first day rehearsal, when yeah. stage management sets up the sharpies and the pencils, things are missing at the end of the day and they're in your bag. I carry around a pencil sharpener with me You're daily. Like, I'll help on a daily basis. I'm not kidding. I don't use the click pencils. I don't like them. I like a sensible number two pencil, even if you have to sharpen it every five words. <laughs> so, you'd be happy at Staples. It's my happy place. It is. My sister's the same way. She's the same way. We just love notebooks and we love folders and we love binders. And like, oh, it's it's when I'm feeling like really sort of like paper source. Yeah. When you're feeling really like bougie. Well, that's and an just, elegant yeah, version of all of this. Very. But sometimes you're just like, I just got to find a Staples and go. I remember I met my husband doing a play at the Kennedy Center. Ooh. And I remember going back to his apartment in uh-huh. the housing that we had when we were just friends before the like last weekend of the show where we totally. kissed for real, not on stage. Yep. And they were like, 
40 yellow highlighters. <gasps> and I was like, what's <laughs> happening? You're like a highlighter hoarder. Hoarder, yeah. And he was like, I know, it just happens. Like, I don't mean to, but I take it home at the uh. end of the day and then I don't bring it back. And that became like a, like, then we started playing stage manager. Oh, no. <laughs> It's another show. <laughs> whole another whole another <laughs> topic of conversation. Another show. Yeah. Um, you are married <laughs> to an actor. I am. His name is Colin Donnell, and he's wonderful. He's wonderful <laughs> yeah. and talented. Yes. And she bet he's not good looking. I know. I feel it's bad for you. Yeah. Thanks. Did you guys meet doing a show? We did not. We met our mutual friend, Patrick, who I went to college with at Syracuse, and he, Colin did a show with him after, you know, they were out of college. We did, met at wait, his... Wait, where did Colin go to college? Uh, he went to the University of Indiana. Okay. Yes. Indiana University. Oh, shoot. In America. He went to Indiana University. <laughs> That's a state in America. A, yes. Yeah. Um... And we met at You're his, not married to Colin. You don't I, even know. I, I'm like, who am I? What's his name? Spell what it. What's the thing? K. Yeah. <laughs> Two ends? I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's on The Affair, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then he's on Chicago Med. Chicago Med. He plays a doctor. Yeah. And you play a doctor. I play a doctor. I, they let me play a doctor on TV. <laughs> I play teenagers on stage, but somehow a doctor on TV. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you ever get to be on set at the same time of that show? When I did, I did most of the second season of the show. That was where my big arc was. Um, group scenes, we would be on set at the same time. But no, we've never, our characters have never spoken a word to each other. We don't exist to each other. Like, it just doesn't. That's fascinating. Yeah, because I was dating one of the other doctors on the show. So I had most of my scenes with him. Um and but so there were very there were few a few moments where there were like big you know group things that we'd be there at the same time, but no, not yet. So we'll 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 catch up to ourselves and and Colin and and Chicago Med mm -hmm. and Frozen in a moment. Okay, um, you go to college, mm -hmm. you start building a community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that the first time that you're sort of in a whole world that is all musical theater all the time? Yes. That was probably probably the first semester. Um, I you know was I was going to class and doing my, you know my thing and whatever. But I was more friends with my, the girls in my dorm, and I also uh, I was a cheerleader. I was a college cheerleader, so I had. Well, that. that's why in Lysistrata you were like, I got this. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah. this is made for me. Yeah. <laughs> so like I had other. I didn't. I wasn't quite like some like submerged in it yet. Um, and also as a freshman in Syrac at Syracuse, you're not allowed to perform. They, they really want that year that you can sort of, and they, you know, for multiple reasons, but they just, they don't want you to sort of like, like overtax yourself. Also, they don't want to start the year off with kids being competitive with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they want you to like figure out if you like each other first before you're going to not like each other because that she got the part and you part. didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so then, and then it, as time, you know, sophomore year, it was like, oh yes, this is like, this is what I'm doing. Um, it was, it was like, I mean, I think back to college and I'm like, it, it was a BFA program. So we had very few credits that needed to come from the actual outside world right, of theater. Right. And I had already taken care of a bunch of them with AP classes from mm -hmm. high school. Because you so were smarty pants. I was a little smart. I was yeah. a little smart. Yeah. I like got out of the writing requirements with AP English. I had like four credits from AP Spanish. It, it just, so I took things like. Psychology 101, which I mean, Helpful. oh God, so great. It, that's that stuff is fascinating to yeah. me. I took, I don't know why I did this. I took geography. Mm. I got a B. Well, that brings us to this conversation, doesn't it? I yeah, 
I don't know where anything is. Also, did you know that geography isn't just where are things on a map? Because I didn't. It's like, this is where this soil is made and this is the infrastructure. And I'm like, oh, no, I just want to know where Botswana is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wasn't cute. Wasn't cute. Wasn't cute at all. Um, and uh, yeah, so and then there was a class that everyone took that was uh, human sexuality, which is what you take when you need an easy three credits. Yeah. But it's also, again, it's fascinating. because It's almost like another kind of psychology course. Um, and then my personal favorite, uh, beer and wine tasting. And that was for credit. I got one college credit for beer and wine tasting. And I got one more for self-defense for women. And I got a college credit for cheerleading. Kids at home, don't do what she did. That is my academics. My academic Her college. parents paid for those credits. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. They <laughs> paid for me to drink beer and wine. It's nice. Well, that that's nice. But at least I can defend myself now. <laughs> that's exactly. Um, when you got out of school, did you have an agent already? No. Or Mm-mm. So you, do you like pack your dorm up and get to New York City? Yep. Mm-hmm. And what do you do literally? Um, I, with my the job that I had, it was a normal, you know, nine to five the office job. The insurance one. Yep. But I, I knew my boss because I had actually temped there during summers, uh, during college. And uh, he was so great about, you know, just like, yeah, sure, you have the audition. If I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I would go to, like, non-equity calls, like, to open calls. Those huge open calls. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you you just, you open backstage when it comes out, and you, you're you like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I got a job kind of right away, actually, at a, a non-equity theater in in Fort Lauderdale, uh, South Florida. Florida. Um, yeah. It's in America also. It's in America. It's at the bottom of America. Yeah. What was the play? Uh, the, the it was show. playing Polly and Crazy for You. And so, so you I must have been so happy. Oh yeah, I was a thrilled. paycheck. I was thrilled. Yes, a paycheck, a yes. whopping three hundred and fifty dollars a week. Was that the first time you got paid to be an actress? Um, basically, yes. Yeah, yep. That was the first. Like, okay, like we're gonna go and we're gonna do regional theater and we're doing this. And I stayed for three more shows uh, down there. I did How to Succeed. I did Parade, and I also did Annie Get Your Gun. Oh my god, those and are then, incredible parts. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty great. And so, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that before I like got because also is when I graduated I went to an open call for Mamma Mia because uh-huh. it was still in its first year I think first or second year so this is 42 years ago this is 42 years ago yes it started <laughs> I am a hundred um you look amazing I just want to say thank you yeah. good because no, I play 18 no, but that is like that's so exciting when you think about something at the beginning oh my gosh well and, and I always forget on. about it because it never happened but right I went in for this open call for Mamma Mia and I made it all the way down to the end for the part of Sophie. So, like, it was instant um, encouragement that, yeah. like, oh, uh, people, they they like me. On the Broadway. Professional people like me. And that was Tara Rubin. And so she was the p- first one to, like, champion you. Yeah. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. I love her. And how great oh, that we can mention her now out loud is um, one of the so great ones. Absolutely. Yeah. It, she, it was just, I just remember I kept getting, you know, calls to, and my on my uh, my service number. I had one of those. One the, ringy the, dingy. The answer, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like if it rang, you didn't have yes. a message, so you got your quarterback. And if it went, if they picked up right away, then you knew you had a message. Yes. That was mine anyway. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was the same thing. It was like if it, I, I remember knowing but without having to, yeah. Yep. Um. So it was, you know, it was nice with that. With like the, that was like the first year and a half, two years out of college. And then, and then, um. I I didn't I'm trying to think when I got an agent. I was freelancing for a little while with some people. Then I ended up doing a reading of a show called Princesses, mm-hmm. which then it was at it was a Namped 
reading for the NAMPT Festival. Then we ended up going to Goodspeed in 2004 to do it at Goodspeed. And that Chicago. was... Uh, what? Now, where is Goodspeed? No, Goodspeed is Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Um, that was David Zippel and Sherry and Bill Steinkellner, who, you know, wrote for Cheers for yeah. years. And Matthew Wilder, who is a, um, a pop writer. Right. I remember this when yeah. this was happening. Yeah. Because it was eventually... Because it was me, Lindsay Mendez, Sierra Boggess... Oh my God. Um, Mary Faber, Jenny Fellner. Did I you just, know each other already, or was this when you all met? This was when we all met. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was it was nuts. So then that was then, and then we went out to that's when I got my equity card. Was up at the Goodspeed, mm-hmm. um, and then a year later we went out to Seattle to do our out of town tryout, which I learned as a how old twenty twenty. Five-year-old, not even 25-year-old, that when they say it's an out-of-town tryout, it doesn't mean it's going to Broadway. It's like when you get a recurring role on television. Yes. Might not recur. It might not come back. It might just be that one. It might just be, a, nope, yep, that's it. Yeah. But but still. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, because we got the call, you know, with the Broadway offer. And because I didn't have an agent, I got the call. And I was like, oh, You're like, hang on. It's amazing. This is so great. I know, right? Um, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Neat. How much do I pay you? Neat, I know. <laughs> to do it? So, like, you're like, I got to brought it. Like, we're going to right? Yeah. No, we did not go. To, we mm-hmm. didn't make it. Well, you did, though. I did. I did, I did. What was your Broadway debut, and how did you get that job? My Broadway debut was Xanadu. Um, and I got that job. I did have an agent at that point. I believe after Princesses, I signed with... I signed with my first agent uh, after, no, yeah, I was freelancing for a bit. Then I signed with my first agent and um, and he got me that audition and I went in and it was like, it was after I had done, I had done like a, you know, like a small mini tour of Beauty and the Beast as Belle um, mm-hmm. and I did High School Musical down in Atlanta. Oh yeah. I wait, was, wait, you buried the lead. I was the original Sharpay Evans in High School Musical the Musical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally I'm just true. a very big fan of that entire yeah. series. Yeah. So my relationship with Disney theatricals actually started then. Right. Be, but what happened was Were I... Were you familiar with the movies? Oh, uh, yes. Well, that was right when it was like a phenomenon. Yeah. So then they were like, put that on stage, you yeah. know? So we, we did it in Atlanta. And then they were like, oh, what are we going to do? Is Who is Ryan? Wait, what? Who was Ryan? Who was your twin Oh, brother? I was like, who's Ryan? I was thinking Troy Bolton. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Bobby List. Okay. Bobby List, yeah. We had a love, it was just a great time in Atlanta, like truly. Um, and uh, and then we came home and they were like, okay, well, um, we're figuring it out. Okay, it's going to go on tour. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to go on tour with High School Musical. And then I got an audition for Xanadu. And it was one of those things that was like, it, Xanadu was so last minute, like, not planned. So the auditions for many of the roles in it were held three weeks before it started rehearsal. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah. Like, they had to make a decision. Yes. So I I remember I went in for one of the, for the role that Anika Larson eventually got, which is, you know, there's, it's very small cast, so there's basically two, two, can't even call them ensemble women. They're uh, two of the, the goddesses. And I had to go in and I had to, I had to dance. I had to roller skate. I had to sing multiple times. Did you know how to roller skate? Um, I had roller skated growing up. So it came back. It was good enough that like I, I could go in the room and put on roller skates right. and like, and you like signed a release form basically to be like, if I die in this room, you're not responsible. That's what I would do for yes. my craft. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And then it, it was like, I remember it being down. I remember it be, being me and Anika 
and Chandra Lee Schwartz and, oh gosh, Jeremy Jordan's wife. Ashley. Ashley. It was, right? Yeah, because that was right after the Grease show, the Grease TV show. Yeah. We ended up with being the four of us. And it was so great looking back on it after because Anika got her part. They offered me, um, I was a swing for the first six months. Ashley went into Hairspray and Chandra got the role of Sharpay on the High School Musical Tour. That's so crazy. Isn't that nuts? Were you a dancer growing up? Was that all part of your... I danced. I went to dance school. You know, I was never super serious about it. I was a very good tapper. I was a very good tapper. Fun. Um, yeah, I just... I, I started late when I was like 12, but I just picked it up so quickly. Like, I don't... Something about it was innate to me. Like, it was like something I was meant to do. Um, and then in college, the four years of ballet, which was like... I'm just not built for ballet. I love it. I love doing it. I love the like you feeling pretty, but then so gracefully and beautifully Thanks. in the show, and and the fact that you can Frozen is what I'm talking about right now. I'm <laughs> referencing that you can like do hilarious numbers and very gymnastic filled moves, yeah. but then also be so elegant and beautiful. This is just an aside, but Patty and I have a mutual friend, and he was telling me that <laughs> you were over one day swimming. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> and he was like, he's been teaching people how to swim his entire, you know, life. Was the basically. butterfly. Yeah, and, and you were like, oh, how do you do the butterfly? And he's like, within, we just basically described you as like superwoman, <laughs> because he was like, I've been teaching swimming for 30 years. And in like two <laughs> seconds, you were like, oh, is this it? And he's like, um, yes, that's actually an Olympic level version of it so <laughs> there's something about how you can see something right and put it into your body right. and recreate it and which then is, make it your own which is an extraordinary talent that's so crazy because i would never describe that as me well we do we oh, describe good. you as that Great. and he was both he's like i can't he's like alana i wish i had a like a film for you it was literally he's like it was almost like i was being punked like the pool shark right. who's like, like i was oh, like just kidding <laughs> just kidding <laughs> right and like michael phelps is i'm your sure there was rosé involved that might that might have helped well at that house there was absolutely i can, I can assure you if we were swimming in a pool it was it was the time of day that rosé would be exactly you know, it's like 8 a.m yes and <laughs> with those hosts there's absolutely yes. no doubt that that would have happened but congratulations on being able to do most things you set your mind to thank you no small thanks. thing after xanadu uh -huh. lysistrata jones or yes after xanadu um i went down to dallas to do what would eventually become lysistrata jones okay. uh, but it was called give it up then so did that at the Dallas Theater Center. Had such a blast. Oh, my goodness. Came what home. What an amazing concept. Just for people who don't know, it basically is taking the Lysistrata, the Greek, mm -hmm. uh, epic Greek story, and making it in a modern day, like, the cheerleaders are not going to sleep with the basketball players until they win, uh -huh. basically. And yep. what a funny, oh. original, fresh idea. Yeah. It was so great. It was so great. And, like, you know, the, the concept and, like, the groundwork were great, but then it sort of, like, veered off into its own insane territory. Yes. It was just the most, it was so much fun. And we had so much fun in Dallas and then nothing happened for a year. We did another reading and then about a year and change later we did it downtown at uh, uh, the Judson, uh, the gym at Judson which is a church that has a gym in it. And so they were like, we're going to put it on, on in the gym, on the basketball court. And right. I was like, Like environmental theater. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of the cast changed. Uh, I think there was only one, two, maybe three of us, three or four of us had Jason Four. Tam been in the original? Nope, nope. He of was Be More Chill fame. I as know, we speak? right? Yeah. yeah, nope. He joined then, 
at the gym at Judson. That's when we got, because our, our leading man, Mick, uh, the character of Mick Jagger. was, was and yes, yes. He had to go on tour. Perfect. He had to go on tour. <laughs> he just like, he was like, I don't know. I just, I'm not really into like, but like I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are amazing, but I'm going to go to the Rolling Stones. Our leading man, Mick. <laughs> Never heard of him. Okay. Um, it was Andrew Rannells in Dallas. Yes. So that's when Andrew and I met and became just absolutely the most, just the bestest of friends. Speaking of rosé yeah. and a swimming pool, he yep. might have been there yeah. at the infamous swimming lesson. Oh, he definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Just to circle back. He was also trying to learn and got slightly frustrated that he did not learn as quickly as I did. <laughs> No, but your version of love is an open door that you yes. sing together oh, yeah. is just yeah. a classic. He's just the best. Oh, gosh. You're like, he, the greatest thing about him is that you're like, you're like, do you want to sing this thing with me? And he's like, sure. You could be like, cool, we're doing it at a garbage dump at 10 p.m. Like, he'd be like, okay. I'll be, is there rosé? I'll be there. Exactly. He's just, yeah, he's But wonderful. he can also learn it so quickly. I know. Like, I, I've, I'm like, is that literally a sponge? I, like, I don't. Yeah. Do you take the highlighter and then as you go over every it line, it just the, goes in your brain? My husband's like that, too. Colin's like that. And it's like, I mean, you kind of have to be with TV because it's just, you just can't. goes fast. Learn lines kind of the day of, you know? Yeah. yeah and that's it. You got to know your lines or else you're costing them lots of money. But, like, he does have, like, a semi-photographic memory. And I kind of do as well when I, like, get it back in shape. Well, that's I can because, just, as we've described, you are a superhuman. I'm a superhuman. You can do the butterfly and you can learn epic amounts of lines Everything. and material. And the fact that you can sight read must make people so happy when you come into musical rehearsal that they can teach it to you in a pretty timely fashion. Yeah, it does make, it makes life easier for sure. You know you have the reputation of being one of the most delightful people to work with that not only are you so talented but the reason you've gone from thing to thing to thing and they get bigger and bigger and bigger is because there's not a lot of time in these situations to deal with bad behavior. Yeah. No one no one wants that. Maybe if you're like 70 years old and you've earned bad right. behavior stripes. Right. Um, but I just have to say that anyone I told today uh, in real life or in the land of Twitter <laughs> that you were coming on, like they're, they're, they go ballistic. Like the excitement about your goodness as a human sort of precedes you in every room you walk into. So Good job. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. It's so true. I just like people. Well, they like you <laughs> and dogs. I like people as long as eventually I can go home and sit on my couch by myself. Yeah. It's what we're like basically what is it? An extroverted introvert. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, all of this has led us to being here today. Yes. Because you are in one of the most phenomenally successful musicals. In history yeah. and in present day, that is bringing so much joy to so many people. Um, and you've been doing it a very long time now. Yes. Like from the time you auditioned yep. for the first workshop to the day as we meet today. Like yep. how long is this journey so far? I think in March or April, that'll hit the three-year mark. Because three years ago in the beginning of May, I believe, was when we did the first present the first reading, which was just a two-week presentation stands and... and uh, scripts and stuff um and it was and it was originally the director for that was yes alex the, timbers okay yep so you auditioned for a mm -hmm. workshop yep it's disney mm -hmm. so the, already you know like it's got some potential yeah. you're like this is probably gonna go somewhere right <laughs> yeah. so is even that two-week rehearsal slash workshop different like, is Tommy Schumacher there? Does it already feel different than other things you've done? Well, the whole reason for that reading was so um, 
like we could present it to the the big wigs at ABC Disney, okay. to Bob Iger and you know John Lasseter and and Tom and whatnot, so they could sort of like hear what they're putting up and be like, okay, yeah, all right, that's good. Let's here's some changes, but so they could just hear the like you know, the material and what we had thus far before they started, like, really designing and really figuring out. And then they went through, you know, a, a personnel change in terms of the director mm-hmm. and... Uh, Was Casey Elsa? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So there were some other people involved yep. at the time. There's four of us that that survived from the first reading all the way up to Broadway. I'm was, just seeing Hunger Games yeah. in my mind. Does Seri- it like Hunger Games? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it feels like it inside your own head. Um right. It was me. That would be me. Greg Hildreth, who plays Olaf. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Delagula, who plays Oaken, Huga, and Matea Conforti, who is one of our young Annas. She okay. actually is. She's uh, she left us about a month ago um, now, but uh, she's forty. She's forty. She. Uh, we, How old is she now? For real, twelve. Uh huh. Almost thirteen. Um, she has a better resume than I do. But that must have been really intense to say goodbye. Oh, that was a rough one. That yeah. was a rough one. She left. That's the thing with kids and shows is that you're like, you just keep having to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. That was, we said goodbye to two of our original Denver ones mm-hmm. pretty close to right after opening. That was rough. That was real rough because we had, you know, there were, in Denver, we had the two sets of girls, two Anna's, two Elsa's. So um, it had been a year at that point that we had been acquainted with these these two girls that were leaving. So then when Matea and Ayla, our other young Elsa, they left at the same time mid-November that was like another another six months of like getting close with them and then right. having to say goodbye and because you know it was and they're you and they're you they're little you and they're also they're still kids and yeah. so when they get sad you know you get sad because it's like and you know they're gonna be fine you know and the right. only the only not the only but one of the things that I feel like works not works but like that I can say to them when they leave is like, you're going to do the most important thing. You're going to grow up. Yeah. That's what you're, that's what you're doing right now. It has, n- I was just like, this is going to be the best rejection you ever get mm-hmm. because you have no, you, it's on your terms. It's literally, your body has decided yes, you're done. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, after they find out that they're not being renewed or that, you know, the, they grow three inches. I mean, yeah. just because they're not trying to slouch and make themselves tiny anymore. Yeah. One of our original young Elsa's, um, Brooklyn, she literally cut her hair like she like she came back to to um, for our cast album listening party and we were like Brooklyn because she was thirteen and she was like yeah she was like I'm putting out her cigarette I, hey guys it's like they seriously it's like they just they grow into their age you yeah. know instead of like oh yeah. I'm playing nine on Broadway it's like I'm a thirteen year old and I have a great haircut now and like yeah I can wear like a, sh- a top that shows my midriff and I yep. can wear shoes with heel on it yeah it's be it's honestly true my authentic. Oh, yeah. In certain ways. Yeah. Ayla, the one that left in November, she just, you see her and you're like, you are 17 inches taller than you were before. That's incredible. It really is. It's, it's, I feel, I actually feel so fortunate to like, because I feel like I have all these little sisters and I'm going to, I get to watch all of them grow up. Yeah. And they're like my little, they're like my little buddies. Like they come in every, every day they come in with their, um, their amazing wrangler, Lauren, and they come into the theater all together, and my dressing room is right at the stage, like right where the stage door desk is. Okay. So I see everyone. So they come in, and we have what they we call They check in with you. They, they sign in in your room. They call it, it's yeah. Patty talk. They're, it's Patty, yeah. Oh. So they come in, and we say hello, and, you know, we kind of like, just like catch up and everything. It's like, it's... That is so incredible. Yeah, they're just the, the sweetest, you know, and their families are wonderful, and so it's just... 
it's really, it's special. But it gets hard. You know, you're like, how many more times right. do I have to do this? Right. It's like, oh, and then God. you're like, do I not get friendly with these kids? I like, know. You, like, how do I handle my heart? Every time I'm like, I'm not getting attached. I don't I'm love not. you. And then they come in and I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. you and that's how? it. Yeah. That's it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Well, I want to just talk about the development of yeah. this part. And it really feels like a, a very seamless uh, connection between actor and and part, which yeah. is an amazing thing. There is a story, and you can tell me if this is like already theater legend <laughs> or if this is a true thing, mm-hmm. um, that you were sort of feeling like, do I keep going or do I think about doing something else? Which every actor goes through. On a daily basis, mm-hmm. even when they're at the height of their careers, like, yeah. can I be using myself in a different way in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, but that you were sort of at a, at like a crossroads and then you were at a party or a wedding. A wedding. Is this, is this a real this thing? This is a real thing, I'm going to yes. let you tell it because it's actually your life. Yeah. I will tell it as if it's mine, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, I was doing, this is when I was uh, doing another show up at the Good Speed, actually. I was doing. Not in Chicago. Not in, in Chicago. Connecticut. It is definitely, yes, Connecticut. Yes. Um, and I had. Uh, gotten like a half day off from rehearsal to come down to the city to go to our friend's wedding who Brian Yusufer he's actually our conductor and music director oh, at Frozen wow. good job it's, yeah the music is very good it's very it's very good <laughs> the orchestra sick. sounds amazing yes every yeah. night um so it was his wedding he was getting married and so I you know came down to the city and I just you know I, I and the thing is that I knew that this was a real like feeling that I was having is because I had a job mm-hmm. so I was like if I am feeling like this while I have a job that like maybe this it's time enough. to stop, and maybe I should start thinking about something else. Um, so I went to the wedding, and it's cocktail hour and stuff, and Kristen and Bobby Lopez are there. And, we you know, we're acquainted just because, uh, you know, being great friends with Andrew, and Andrew did Book of Mormon, which Bobby wrote. And, you know, like, it, it's... So you had cross paths. Yes. Small world. I'm sure I had auditioned for them mm-hmm. for something. I don't know. Locked it out. Don't Probably. Remember. Didn't get yeah. it. So, yeah. um so literally we're just standing there, you know, and I, I turn around and they're there. I was like, oh, hi, how are you? And they're like, hi. And, and I think it was Kristen that was like, we want to work with you. And I was like, oh, oh, OK. Yeah. I like obviously you're like anything, anything. Do you right, like right now? Do right. I do you want? I'm, I'm free. I'm I'm available. I'm literally here. Um, And I just, you know, we talked a little bit, a little bit more. And then we went in. But with no like nod toward what it was or if this is just. No, and I don't even know if this was what it was because this was back in 2000. uh, Yeah, 2014. Are you with Colin yet? Yes. Okay. We were at the wedding together because I I went and I found him and I was like, well, I guess I can't quit if the Lopez's want to work with me. And he was like, nope. No, you cannot. And I I told them that I was at, I was actually at their apartment um, about a year ago. Uh, in Brooklyn, just, you know, recording something. And we were on there, sure, you, you know, know, just like recording something. With Bobby and Crosby. like Bobby and Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, it's the dorkiest. Brooklyn in New York. It's like in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah it's like the cool part of New York. Yeah. Um, and we were on there, like, they're on their roof. We were just having a glass of wine, just like toasting. And I told, I realized I had never told them that story. And this was after the Denver trial. Like, we had been, you know, working together a long for a time. Yeah. And I told them that. And I was like, I was starting to get teary and I was like, oh my God. I was like, you guys like, you really, like you changed the course of. What if they were like, we do not remember that. <laughs> They're like, actually, we j- we said that to everyone oh, that Patty. day. <laughs> oh my God. We, we meant, right. Like, but great. It we worked thought out. you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Ooh. But obviously yeah. they did. But, but also like how extraordinary yeah. that that happened. Ugh. And then somehow you're on their roof recording something yeah 
I feel like they wrote that part for you. It's just, and it I'm was, sure other people auditioned, but I can't imagine. It was, you know, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I know that girl. I was like, mm. I know that girl. You know, and I loved the Disney prince. I loved them. I always thought of myself as a belle, you know, because yeah. I love to read. And I don't know, she had brown hair or whatever. Um, you look great in yellow. <laughs> look great in yellow, exactly. Um, but when Frozen came out, I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's, that's, that's my jam, you yeah. know? Because yeah. she's like, not entirely together and she's socially awkward and she says whatever she wants like she's she's she doesn't you know isn't the 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 cookie, cookie cutter. cutter idea yep. yeah and so um you know when uh, when they announced that it was it was coming to broadway i was like oh that's really cool that'd be neat if i got to do that and then when they alex timbers was directing back you know Who i had done the original workshop or uh, reading as you called it bernie telsey okay yeah so it was like you know it was real it was real auditions it was you know the the top tier of talent were in the room that that waiting room I you were not the only one there like oh no i know all of you oh hello friends. you're all on the tonys <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah i know so but i had worked with alex timbers in uh, i did shakespeare in the park we did love's yes. labor's lost yes. in 2013 yes, which is course. when i got together with colin yeah. Yes. We had known each other for years, but that's when we started dating. And you were in that show together. Yes. Amazing. So it was it was a magical summer. It that was the was summer a of showmance love. that continues. Absolutely. To this day. Yep. So I was like, oh, Alex is directing. I was like, that's helpful. Because I know that he anything I'm, I'm remotely right for that he does, he calls me in for. Did you sing in that Shakespeare production? Yes. It was okay. a musical. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was I kind of went in like uh, with roles before that I've been like I have to play this role this has to be me it never turns out being me yeah. ever ever so with this one I just was like okay there's like a weird sort of calm you know like I was In like you. all right yep uh-huh and uh what did you wear what did I wear what did you wear oh, to play I just Disney wore like princess. a cute blue dress and mm-hmm. then like some like like knee high flat boots cute yeah it was like comfortable and me yeah yeah um and it just like I just remember that day of you know the audition, and then I got the call back, and then it was mix and match. So it was just Anna's and Elsa's, you know, reading with each other and blah blah blah. And I just remember being like, I think I got that. I'm pretty sure that I nailed that. Do you have that? Was that an, a, a feeling that was familiar to you, or does that not happen to you a lot? It it does. Well, it doesn't happen to me a lot because I don't get a lot more parts than I do. <laughs> no, get. no, but I mean, in the room where you'd feel like I'm doing what I want to do. Very few, very few times I've gotten it, but when I have I'm right I'm like yeah I think that I yeah I just how do you aside from knowing the material really well were they asking you with the original (laughs) auditions to sing something from the show yes okay so you already had from it was from the show but it wasn't any of the new music yet okay so they're having Elsa's do let it go they had uh, Anna's do the beginning of first time in forever and then at the callbacks they had Anna's and Elsa's do the first time in forever reprise in the ice palace in the second act and I know it's three years later so it probably doesn't feel as sparkly every second as it did at the beginning. But when you first sang those songs for real yeah. for the first time, that had become iconic so quickly. Yeah. Like we all knew as adults, we all knew that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That's not a normal thing. Yeah. I couldn't sing, you know, yeah. the theme song from Toy Story to you. Yeah. Although it's maybe a- there's a great one. So were you like, I'm singing Anna, and it just fits so it fits so well on me. Do you know when I got that feeling yeah. when we were recording our cast album? Because oh it was when I was doing Love is an Open Door with John Riddle, and we're in the booth, and I was like, oh, my God, this is our Love is an Open Door. Like, yeah. this is ours. And yeah. then first and foremost, I was like, I'm recording. Because, of course, you know, we know the recordings from the movie that are incredible. And you're yeah. like, this one is mine. Yeah. I get to do my own. You do. That was really – and honestly, like, I don't, I don't get sick of singing – 
these songs. First Time in Forever is my favorite part in the show. When you get there. But of course it's like, literally just over immediately and I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's really, I, it just, it's just such a incredible concept and it's that thing where, you know, people are like, oh, and it's so easy to like play a Disney blah, blah, blah and you're like, well, okay, but uh, it's not really easy to channel like a girl being alone for 12 years. Uh, yeah. What and are the, we talking about? The gamut of emotions that she goes through when like, right. She finally sees people. I mean, if you listen to the words, no, you're sort of a POW, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, it's like this. Literally, crazy... she's like the windows open, so's that door. I didn't know they did that, and you're like, oh my god, they locked her in a closet. <laughs> so awful. It's like that's so Disney, though. You're like for that's years the I've most roamed awful. these empty halls, and you're like, oh my god, and yet she's still so optimistic, <laughs> which is honestly one of the first things when I was like, there's a reason for that. That's mm-hmm. where her. That's how big her heart is. Mm-hmm. You know that she has been. <laughs> shunned by her sister her parents have died Mm. she has been alone for 12 years and she's like it's okay it's coordination day yeah yeah Yeah. she's just been a a company you know the only company she has is books and love stories and fairy tales like she's I picture her as she gets from age 6 to age 18 She's reading Beauty and the Beast. Right. She's Belle, a version she, of Belle. Yes. Without she's reading a Cinderella. <laughs> yep. She's literally reading those right. stories. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is why when this moment happens and this person who looks like the guy in the book yep. shows up, <laughs> it's like sliding yeah. doors, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. It is just like that. Yes. Yeah. And you were doing your training like they do in Hunger Games. Exactly. Until the moment. Until the moment arrives. Mm-hmm. And and having done non Disney musicals Mm -hmm. and now being in the thing that is Disney that like that's a word that whatever continent country city in the world you're in it's a recognizable brand does it feel different day to day when you're working on something like this do you feel like it's it's musical I mean there are always a lot of people behind a table Mm -hmm. making decisions but it does does it feel more like show by committee or or in the rehearsal of it does it just feel like you're doing a Broadway show? Um, I think uh, it feels like you're doing a big Broadway show. Right. Yeah. So it's all heightened. Yeah. And there's obviously, you know, because there's it is such a big, it's such a big company. There are, and because it did come from a different part, well, like a different uh, department in the company. It right. came from their, their animation. animation. Right. So now they're doing theatricals, but the animation people still are involved, of course, and, ha- and you know, have a say and have approval and whatnot. So that sort so of So would run-throughs be for, like, 40 million people, we like had the way a, a TV show feels? We had a lab. Um, we had another lab, actually, a few months before we went to Denver. And that was only for people that were, like, going to be working on the show. Creatively all of our, involved. Yes. But it's it was a theater full of people. It was, like, yeah. 200 people. Sure. <laughs> Um, but they were all going to be creatively involved. But they were all yeah. going to, yeah. So, um, so that, but that's pretty much it. I mean, they're like, you just have more resources, you know? Yeah. You, you have more resources, you have more people that you can talk to or like, you know, re- if you have any concerns, you're like, okay, well, this is, our, I'm going to go to this person this time, you know? Like, it's, they did a really great job of like making it feel like we were putting on something completely new. And did the, the, intimate sort of circle of the nuclear family putting this play on Mm -hmm. did you feel like you were built up and made to feel confident like you could have it was it an environment I know you've gone on record as saying that you and Casey who plays Elsa are like sisters and there's a feeling of of truly that when you watch the show and I just want to interrupt and say as if I haven't this entire conversation (laughs) I saw it 
three nights ago, and it felt like you had been doing it for five minutes. Not that it felt in any way unprofessional. Right. It felt so fresh and fun. And that is remarkable. Yeah. That you, it's, it's like you guys were so, I mean, sure, you knew I was coming that night. So (laughs) when Beyonce comes, when I come, I know there's a little extra kick in your step. Guys, guys, yep, step it up. (laughs) And there was a baby in the audience. So you want to really, it might have been that baby's first show. If the baby doesn't cry, we did it right. Exactly. Um, how, How do you, how did you handle, you were very honest and and forthcoming on social media, mm-hmm. of which you are an active member. Um, about, Am I? Uh, <laughs> Am I? You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a Broadway con panel on Friday. I want to ask you Yay! about joining. It's about social media, and I thought you could be the star of that. <laughs> but uh, you shared that you were having a tremendous amount of anxiety at mm-hmm. a certain point. Um, and God bless you and everyone in the world who's like, hi, I have an anxiety issue and I'm going to talk about it out loud. Right. Just like I talk about like my yep. pearly white teeth. Yep. Was that unusual for you? Was that specific to this show and the machine of the show? Or is that something you've always dealt with? That's something I've always dealt with. I, I was diagnosed with depression my senior year of college. Okay. So that's something. Uh, anxiety attacks were new a little bit, but I just think it was because my life had really sort of shifted so dramatically and I didn't, it's not something you're, you're you don't have time to sort out your emotions about it. Mm-hmm. And like you'd become a big star. Well, it was like, I mean... The well, thing happened. The thing happened, yeah. So it was like all of a sudden, you know, there was all these... And it all good. Like the thing is, is that it it's always been fun. Mm-hmm. It's always been like I've never been like sad to do the show or anything like that but you just have less time in your day to right. to be to Around have yourself. to have yourself yeah. yeah so because you know you're you're in rehearsal you're in tech you're in previews which also includes rehearsal then you open then we do our cast recording then we're doing all this press the you know so it was it, just i think any show any job that was going to you know take up 18 hours of your day i think would and of, do the show. Yes. Right. Yeah. Those 18 yeah. hours had nothing to do with performance. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it is it is that thing where you kind of open yourself up to like, you know, we're like, we're, we're in the age of the internet now. You know, you open yourself up to apparently, apparently the, the common, the common uh, thing is that if you, if you are going to get up there on a stage and put yourself out there, people have the right to say whatever the heck they want about you online. So in a way, were you like. Was this a, a response to people being upset that you were missing a show? No, that that wasn't. That was just. I was. Uh, it was right after, right after we had finished the cast recording, mm-hmm. and I had pushed through. You know, pushed through. Or uh, not. Uh, we had. I had a week of shows. Then I had to record Sunday night, mm-hmm. all day Monday, and then Tuesday, and then go back into another week of eight, 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 eight shows. shows. Yeah. And after that, I think I was just. Personally, I didn't. I didn't take care of myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when it hits. That's when it starts to to happen. Right. And um. And it just it did. And I was like, I'm in no place to go to work today. I had a panic attack the last week in Denver, and I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I also didn't tell anyone. It's not like they were like, you have to go on. Well, I you were m- to these myself. People were new to you, also. Well, I to myself, I was like, okay, I can suck it up. I can tell my dresser, Casey. Our stage managers that I, you know, I had a rather severe panic attack today. And is that your body is shaking? And or? To, it's mostly like your body. My for me, my body wants to throw up, or usually it just ends in like heaving sobs. You know, it just wants to get something out. Yeah. So you know, but and I, and I, it was over by the time I got to the show. But you still just feel like absolute 
It's like I have vertigo. Like and, yeah. yeah. But I was like, what am I, what's, what's going to be easier? If I do the show that I have been doing, you know, I know the show. I know it well enough. I can get through it, especially with the help of, you know, like my co-star and my. Right. Or if I was like, guys, I can't do the show tonight. And then everyone has to scramble and put my And you're alone in on. your Denver housing. Yeah. Right. Like it's all like, what's yeah. the. Yep. So you got through it. So I got through it. So then this time around, I was like. I'm not nope. doing it I was that like, way. I have a standby who is so wonderful and so ready. And like, there's just no, that's what, you know, that's, she's there to do that, you know? Um, and I was like, I'm no, no place to go to work right now. And it had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, a lot of people I think got confused. They thought it was like performance anxiety. It wasn't what it was. It's anxiety. Right. So like, even if I was like, if I was a dentist, like I would not go and work on people's I teeth I would that not day. want a root canal by you on that day. Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's what I think people, some people got like kind of confused, you know, kind of confused on. It just doesn't matter what job I have, who I was working for. It's, it's all, this is like... It, it, it wasn't outside circumstances, you know, if it, it probably they triggered it, but it's just because this is a something that I deal with. It's I have anxiety. That's a disorder that I have. So, um, yeah. And then and so I posted about it. And honestly, I didn't think it was going to make as big of a splash as it did. Yeah. A good splash. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, it was just being shared. And then like news outlets were picking it up and like international news outlets were picking it up. And I started to get all these calls from places, you know, for press, for wanting to like uh, Refinery29, let me write a whole essay on it. I did a whole wonderful interview for Cosmo. Um, I uh, partnered up with um, Philosophy and Ginger Z from Good Morning America. We did because they, they, they have a big mental health awareness support sure. foundation. So yeah. we teamed up to do a video for them. Like, and I was like, that was when I was like, oh my God, this is, this is, this is such a massive reason of why, like, this is the, this is the, the, my reason for doing this as opposed to like, this is going to get me my next job. And like, no, this is going to get me a, awards. It's like, this is, this a is a megaphone mm -hmm. as it were, which is social media. Mm -hmm. And you're being so beloved, as I said, like in this community and now globally for just not just sharing, listen, it's not on you to share anything except your incredible magical gift. Right. Right? Like that alone, like you are one of the most special performers I've ever seen. Thank I could you. cry. <laughs> I mean, just watching you, I just thought the joy that you are bringing and I mean, you're Lucille Ball meets Renee Fleming. Like it's oh, the God. craziest that <sighs> you can be that funny and that physically agile and and sing like you do. Like, I, I really can't believe... I'm glad you're here, and now I know you're a human being. Yeah! Um, and I can touch you and... and Superhuman. <laughs> you are? I didn't mean... I meant, like, I'm really human. No, not no, like, no. I'm superhuman. Extra human. <laughs> yes, I But you are. You are superhuman, and you are superhuman. And just that you were able to use this platform, which I find, as a human being, a normal one, mm -hmm. and a parent mm -hmm. that's constantly battling with, like, what do I think about all of this? Mm -hmm. um, for me, part of why I do this podcast, part of what I'm looking for always is community. Right. Like, that is it. And yeah. you have created a safe haven and a community for performers and non-performers alike to feel like it's okay and to, you know, stigma takes such a long time to oh, erase. Yeah. It's endless. Yep. Um, I'm sure you're like, well, why did I put that out there? It's right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's everything. It's everything. But I want to thank you um, because for my daughter at, at 15 and my son at mm -hmm. 12 to see someone 
be able to do both things, to perform at the level that you're performing at and to also say, sometimes I need to stop. Yeah. Because there's no other career where it's like the show must go on. Like, should it? Yeah. I don't know. And you're missing an arm. Here's like, the thing. The show is going to go on because yes. I have an excellent standby yes. and an excellent understudy. Yes. So I'm not stopping the show from going no. on. I'm just saying I'm going to sit out for a hot second and take care of myself. Yes. And I, these other amazing women are going to go and do this great role. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And anyone who sees the show on any night with any performer yep. in it is really um, in for a, a really deeply felt experience and that's what the surprise of that show is right yeah. like you yep. know you're going to love the songs and you know the sets it's disney mm-hmm. there's going to be a couple of shekels spent on making it look good a couple yeah yeah but like yeah. your relationship with everyone on stage the men and the women and the puppets um and the reindeer um so crazy so crazy uh is really one of the most special things I've ever gotten to see. And Thanks. I am so excited to tell you in person thank you. that you are just truly magical. <laughs> and thank you for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. So yeah. one last thing. Tonight yeah. is the three-hour premiere <gasps> three of The Bachelor. I'm um, ready. I, I, I have been Team Colton. Then I've been off Team Colton. Then I'm back on Team Colton. Yeah. Do you have anything that you can share at all? I have a feeling you've already... You have like... Screened the whole I have, series. I have no, just the first episode. Okay, I saw the first episode. Special yes. screening. Yes. But also, can you explain? You're the ambassador. <laughs> you're an ambassador. I am of the, the ambassador. And yeah. actually, now that I work for ABC Disney, yes. literally, I that's like I feel like part of my paycheck is like, Patty, sure. can you just talk about the Bachelor? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I can. Yes. Same company. I'm not even breaking any sort of like, no. It's alliances. so great. It's amazing. Yes, um, it really was meant to be. It really was. And we have Monday nights off. And guess what night the Bachelor's on? Mondays. I believe Monday. Yes, Monday. So, so just talk to me a little bit about it. So in August, mm-hmm. um, Colton and Jason, who is another of the contestants on Becca's season, they sure. came to see Frozen. Shut up. Because I, because I, Jason and I kind of connected on social media because yes. his brother, he, he loves musicals. His brother also Who we works, know from the show. Works, yes. His, and, and his husband. Yep. Yes. His brother works in, in the theater uh, advertising Community. and whatnot. Yes. So they, he, I think they had already followed. They had already followed me on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna follow this guy." And then Jason just kept making it further and further and further and further. And I was like, "He's literally this is just like, you know." And then, well, for a hot minute, we were pretty sure it was Jason. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, over Twitter, he was like, "Oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna go to the city and see my bro- oh, see my brother. And we're gonna go see Frozen." And then Colton jumped in and was like, "I want to go too." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is really happening." So Disney, you know, they like arranged seats for them and. Jason and Colton and and Jason's brother, Jason's brother Stephen and Billy, uh, they came to see the show, and so and I met them afterwards. Well, went out, you know, and had dinner. Colin was there as well, and we just had such a blast. We had so much. So legitimately, fun. you, Colton, Jason, <laughs> Jason's brother and brother-in-law, and you and your husband. Where did you have dinner? We went to um, Bond Forty Five. Okay, yeah, um, and it was ju- they're just so funny and so fun and like. We spent New Year's with um, with Jason's brother, with Stephen and Billy. We just is Jason okay? He's okay. Yes, he's doing just fine. Okay. Yeah. When you're at Bond Forty Five, designed mm-hmm. by David Corins, by the way, uh-huh. Hamilton set designer, Gorge. among others. Mm-hmm. I know. Every, okay, yeah. we'll talk. 
That was a distracting interview. <laughs> I'm very happily married. Yeah, is that's just okay. what I want to say. Yeah. But it was very nice to have David in the booth. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Great. Is everyone recognizing them? Well, they had also done the thing on social media. They're like, "This is when we're coming to see Frozen." Okay. So actually, getting from the just the theater door to the car. Yes. And I, when I made the reservation upon 45, I was like, "Get us a table away from everybody." So we were literally downstairs where no one was in the corner. Okay. Because I was like, I like I. This you is know, my time. Like, this is my. T- I've been waiting for my whole life for this. But like, there it was just so normal and so much fun and so we actually genuinely became friends with them and so Colton you know I Jason and I are friends and Colton and I are friends and then they announced Colton as a bachelor I was like what is happening I was like yeah did they give you at the time any like behind the scenes or inside or insight into what it is to be on that show it's Um, probably like being in Frozen on yeah they kind of yeah they sort of like you know we just get like the general vibe of how it all goes you know mm-hmm. I think stuff that's that's like kind of not common knowledge but like you know not we would, like we secrets. would not be shocked yeah listen yeah. Colton is doing it again yeah. so obviously whatever it was yeah. and then doing the island and then yeah. being like obviously yeah. he wants to keep doing it it's well he's just first of all for anyone who is not who's like oh I can't believe that Colton's the bachelor if you if you watch it tonight yeah if you don't watch it tonight, you're going to be very upset that you miss the traditional shirtless introduction okay. of The Bachelor. Because this one is really good. Yeah. All right. We're out. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I even told my husband that. And I was like, You're like, Colin, Colin, you have a very nice chest I was like, as well. he is essentially my little brother. Like, he is the sweetest thing. I love him to pieces. I was like, even I have to be like, whoa. What's happening right now? So everyone who was mad that he was a bachelor... They're not going to be mad anymore. Well, that's great because we don't want anyone to be mad anymore. Ever. It's 2019. Yeah. That is our goal. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really excited that you're great at the butterfly stroke. Yep. That Frozen continues to bring so much joy throughout the land. Yes. And that you are my new friend. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know there are over 120 episodes of Little Known Facts with Alana Levine at this point? So if you love this one, but you're a new listener, go back to the beginning and catch up. I promise you every episode will shed a light on an artist that inspires you in a whole new way. It is such a pleasure to make this podcast for you, and I hope if you love listening as much as I love making it, that you'll head over to my website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. There's a donation page, and truly, any donation, large or small, makes such a huge impact on my being able to make over a 100 more episodes for you guys, so I really, really appreciate it. I record this podcast at the Hangar Studios in New York City. If you ever are interested in making your own podcast or any kind of recording, go to thehangarstudios.com and get more information on how they make the magic happen. Thanks for listening.